Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Pastor Kristen Stone King. Our mission at Epworth is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Together, we encourage each other, challenge each other, and welcome all people on their journey of faith. We are a reconciling congregation, meaning that persons of all sexual orientations and gender identities are welcomed to help transform our church and our world into the full expression of Christ's inclusive love. We are a sanctuary church advocating for the rights and dignity of immigrants, and we stand in solidarity with the movement for Black Lives. Our podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. Today I will be reading Luke chapter 5, verses 7 to 11. This passage is a continuation of last week's, Luke 5, 1 to 6, where Jesus encouraged the discouraged, exhausted disciples to go back out in deep water and continue fishing. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he 
and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, choir. Will you pray with me, please, the words of preparation which are printed in your bulletin? Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our peace. The word Amazon hasn't always immediately conjured the online retailing behemoth. There was a time when the word Amazon brought to mind the community of women described in Greek mythology who were dedicated to art and beauty and justice. They were strong and skilled and took action when forced to defend justice and the culture of peace. The image of this community and these women is so powerful that it, it had, had a, a power to threaten those who held dominating power over others, so, so much so that the word Amazon has sometimes been used as an epithet to try to disempower strong and wise and often physically large women. But the term has been embraced by many women, 
particularly feminists and women who have seen community and strength as intertwined realities. When I think of the word Amazon, there are several strong and justice-loving women who come to mind. One of them is Epworth's own Mary Gaddis, Judy Cayo's life partner, a defender of justice, a seeker of peace, supporter of collective labor and unions, and particularly women in the trades, a physically powerful and even mythological presence. I know for a time Mary's iconic jean jacket with the words justice, not just us, was enshrined in our fellowship hall. In the last years of the 20th century, my wife Elizabeth and I found ourselves living in Minneapolis. And our Sunday ritual with our friend and former Epworth member Robin Reidenauer, who was also living in Minnesota at the time, was to go to our reconciling United Methodist Church, then go to brunch, then spend some time at a feminist independent bookstore called Amazon. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> the store was a cornerstone of the progressive community in Minneapolis, a gathering and organizing spot for women and the LGBTQ community and others looking for a new way of life, a vital source offering space, information, and connections. This Amazon has the distinction of being the first feminist bookstore in the United States. And it was in this context that I first heard of the other Amazon, a new online retailer of books. The new Amazon was suing our Amazon, trying to claim exclusive use of the name. How could they do this? We shouted. Our Amazon had been around for decades. So for this reason, I've never been a fan of the online retailer Amazon. Well, in our scripture today from Luke, we pick up where we left off last week. You'll recall that Jesus had just asked a reluctant Peter to put his nets back into the deep water, despite Peter's having fished all night with no fruitful results. At Jesus' encouragement, Peter drops his nets again, and his nets come up full, overflowing, abundant. And this is where we pick up the scripture today. The nets are so full, they begin to break. So Peter signals to the other disciples to come and bring more boats, more nets, more. And then there are so many fish, so much so that the boats begin to sink. What could this mean? Well, you'll remember Last week, we talked about how the abundance of the nets was less about an overwhelming catch and more about an orientation of spirit that invites us to participate with God in defying despair and instead live in a place of abundance with God. This orientation of spirit takes us away from the idea of grasping or of locating somewhere fixed to a dislocated God who transcends time and space and is always with us, offering us and everyone abundance. But now this, a, a kind of abundance is causing the boats to sink. 
how quickly does God's abundance turn in the hands of people to acquisitiveness and greed? The fact that the boats began to sink has to be understood in the context of Peter's immediate response to seeing what was happening as the disciples pile more and more into the boats. The scripture tells us that he fell at Jesus' feet saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. It's kind of a bizarre response. Through the power of Jesus, Peter's finally getting the overwhelming catch he dreamed of, but now he wants Jesus to go away. Why did Peter say this? Well, of course, what Jesus was offering was never about fish. And as soon as Peter and the disciples began to focus again on the fish and getting more and more without regard to even their capacity to carry or use them, they lost touch with, and, and it's amazing how insidiously this happened, the invitation to true, uh, they lost touch with the invitation to true abundance that they'd been given. In realizing how quickly he'd lost his way again, maybe a matter of minutes, surely no more than a couple of hours, Peter gets in touch with his fundamental brokenness and his fundamental humanness. Even when Jesus is standing right there in the boat with him, he slips back into grasping, into avarice and self-focus. Eugene Peterson in the message translates Peter's words as, Master, leave. I'm broken and I can't handle this holiness. The disciples' persistence in bringing more and more fish into their small boat is not unlike that particular online retailer of books and everything else that seems to have an insatiable desire for more and fuel our and sometimes insatiable desires for more. Just like the disciples who missed that the fish were only symbolic of a new and transformed life, the online retailer Amazon doesn't seem to understand and didn't from its very origins that books are symbolic of something else. Books are the bedrock of democracy, of imagination, of ideas, of critical thought, of community, and organizing. The value of our Amazon in Minneapolis, that independent women's collective bookstore, was in the powerful community it created and the vision of communal well-being it informed and made possible. And that community spread the word to others who were separated or lost, that there was life and transformation for all who had felt disempowered, marginalized, and disregarded. And that is abundance. This last week, these three threads of Amazon came together. The first thread was in the spirit of life and hope present in the books of the original Amazon in Minneapolis that gave generations of women and LGBTQ folk and marginalized persons and others seeking a new and transformed life words to affirm their reality, and space to find community and organize for respect and equity. This first thread manifested in the historic vote 
at the JFK 8 Amazon facility in Staten Island as the first Amazon labor union was formed. And there is the second thread. The images of workers celebrating, workers who were brown and black and trans and female expressed the life that is found in the solidarity among those who have suffered. Did you see those images? Weren't they amazing? True celebration of life. These images showed the true communion of the body. And the third thread is in the fact that this last week marked the 16th anniversary of our own union labor champion at Amazon um, and the death of Mary Gaddis. I think she's smiling this week. And these threads of Amazon transformed by the grace of God and the pull of the human spirit toward the abundance that God offers were present this last week. But please don't misunderstand me. This is not an abundance in the way it's usually represented of more and ever more stuff. It's an abundance of community, of striving and leaning together, shoulder to shoulder, believing in God's promise of grace and freedom. Like the disciples found when their boats began to sink, this abundance requires us to change our definitions. And it is only in the dislocated and deep water that we are destabilized enough to begin to let go of all of that which does not lead to life. Jesuit theologian Paul Crowley, author of The Unmoored God, which we've been reading throughout this series, writes, it is within the actual experience of allowing ourselves to be changed, to lose our familiar bearings, that we can discover what it means to believe. This is where solidarity leads us, to a lived discipleship with no firm underlying guarantees of stability once the mantle has been accepted. In this form of discipleship, the unmoored God finds us in the newness of surrender to the suffering of others. When Peter falls at Jesus' feet, confessing his sin, Jesus responds just like Jesus and all of the angels do when we are faced with a choice between life and death. Do not be afraid. Find the courage within yourself to embrace what is possible, to embrace that, that vision of beauty and justice and peace. Do not be afraid, Jesus says. From now on, you will be fishing for people. And the scripture closes with these words. When they had brought their boats onto the shore, they left everything and followed him. And he led them into places where persons were suffering, yearning to be free from violence, seeking justice and peace, yearning to be free from illness, striving to be free from brokenness. And he showed them how to stand with others in solidarity in their struggles. 
Jesuit Paul Crowley goes on to say, how can we, we rediscover the God who has become so hard to locate? I have discussed one crucial part of that path, joining in solidarity with the crucified peoples of history. Just as the God of Jesus Christ suffered dislocation in order to join in solidarity with the suffering of the world. May we find abundance and life in community with all who strive for justice, peace, and life. May our solidarity be inspired by the solidarity of Jesus Christ. Amen. No, no has buscado ni a sabios ni a ricos, tan solo quieres que yo te siga, Señor. No has mirado los ojos y sonriendo has dicho mi nombre en la arena. Lord, you have come to the lake shore, looking neither for wealthy nor wise ones. You only asked me to follow humbly. my name. Now my boat's left on the shore behind me. By your side I will seek other seas. Tú sabes bien lo que tengo en mi barca. No hay oro ni espada. Tan solo redes y a mi trabajo. Señor, me has mirado a los ojos y sonriendo has dicho mi nombre. En la arena he dejado mi barca junto a ti. My boat carries no gold and no weapons. You will find there my nets and labor. Oh Lord, with your eyes you have searched me, and while smiling, have spoken my name. Now my boat's left. You've been listening to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. 
Wherever you're located, we'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. Our online worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings on Facebook, YouTube, and on our website at epworthberkeley.org. Or you can fill out an online connect card at epworthberkeley.org backslash connect. Have a great week. The blood that Jesus shed for me Way back on Calvary The blood that gives me strength From day to day It will never lose its power It reaches to the highest mountain it flows to the lowest valley. Oh, yes, the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose its power. It soothes my doubts and calms my fears and it dries all my tears the blood and that gives me strength from day to day it will never lose its power oh it reaches to the highest mountain, yes, it flows to the lowest valley, oh yes, the blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never lose its power, no. To the highest mountain Oh, and it flows To the lowest valley Oh, yes, the blood That gives me strength From day to day It will never lose Its power No, 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 no Oh,